everybody we have Travis and Alexis back with us for this one discussing a very very important topic that was actually stems off of a comment that Alexis uh, not a comment a conversation that we had had about what qualifies you for ministry like what what's your story where are you coming from what's you know because that's a very important thing for people to do. Obviously, when anybody has any kind of platform whatsoever, your first thing that you need to do is go, okay, who are you? What are you saying? You know, and getting that. that. Hopefully, that's what you're doing. Hopefully, that's what you should be doing, and that's what this is about. So don't just take everyone at like, hey, you're talking about something, so you clearly must be an expert. Well, I, t I decided to title this one, Beware of Home Churches. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're going to go, it's it's a bigger spectrum here and, and it's really more about the importance of doctrine yeah yeah i mean and that's yeah that's what it's going to end up with. i think it's the fact that we are feeling called to and definitely moving forward in starting this ministry which is going to be essentially an online home church really if you summed it all up i mean that's what it is but it was like well, well let's stop and think about though Beware of home church doctrine. But it's really beware of just what doctrine beware you're letting of, I mean, you. yeah, and home church doctrine, this goes for YouTube doctrine. This goes yeah. for any any online Facebook, if you want. And actually, it was funny because I was – I had noticed uh, – I just typed in ministries on Facebook. You know how you just do search yeah. or whatever? And I just typed in ministries just to look. And it's so funny how many different – independent little ministries come up in the social media age anybody and, can be a ministry yeah and you go and you click on some of them and some of them some of them are really good i mean very but very few unfortunately the other side of it is some of them are just hilarious well um, let's not forget that mel gibson got saved and then opened up a church on his property right and that was that type of thing is what we're talking about about that yeah, yeah. and he's Still nutty, like so yeah, it, you know. Yeah, and I feel like people. What do you say, home church? You know, you think like David Koresh, like you know, yeah. like we're we're it, it can it can appear very culty. Um, it can kind of we're all Charles Manson. Yeah, kind of cool lady, I guess, but. <laughs> But it all started. It all started with home churches, really. It really Pretty did, and this is, and, and that's, that's what, what was uh, has always been a drawing factor to us is the church the mainstream church in so many ways is in a state of such apostasy it is mm -hmm. so far off of what scripturally it is supposed to be that for us there's always been that encouragement of that axe church that original home church of what they were originally doing and, and again so we're powerful. not taking and we'll clarify we're not taking a place on saying that home church is the only way to go this is the only way that you should ever do it no no this is just um a result off of what we believe and the path that we're taking, but also presenting the question to the normal, you know, large church goer, mm -hmm. you know, um, just making sure to, to think about. Well, and you know what, I think I want to add in here real quick. We've gotten messages before people asking us what denomination we are, right. or what church we go to. Bye. Bible. Bible. Yes. <laughs> yes. If That's go, it. Period. There's a, there's a podcast we did talking about why are we so divided, and we kind of touch on that um, about so the whole denomination thing. That's it. But another thing is there are some, like, quote-unquote regular churches that break.
Brandon and I love and we would happily attend everything they offered whatsoever across the board but we don't live we don't live there like so there are some regular churches that we do definitely totally feel are completely biblical and have a great basis in how they run things and do the stuff yeah, like absolutely. that so it's not every church is, is off or anything like that because there are some that we wish we could attend we just don't live there and right. we've actually talked about should we move and go live live in the state strictly to be able to attend this church I mean we've had that discussion that's just not the way we necessarily feel called but Travis we know you mean you and Alexis you guys have a physical quote-unquote normal you know church that you guys are attend and are you know invested in and, and do stuff with and all of that so that's where I think having this discussion of beware of home church or just church doctrine is a neat one to have with you guys looking at somebody you know we're feeling led very much in this more of a home church very intimate setting um, but you guys and what's really cool too is a lot of I mean, church I've noticed a lot of the large actually these churches like this are actually planning home churches too um, kind of like well, offset that's like Francis churches, Chan's like, whole thing yeah, he has a big church and now he does home churches and all of that stuff or I have seen some churches that they do they get really big and realize they're too big to sustain one on one relationships with everybody because there's just so much and so they kind of break off into little and I don't think Travis wasn't here for a rapid fire topics right you weren't no I didn't, we didn't mean you did listen to it but I mean we, yeah we were talking you know I, we brought up that the um, you know um, you know just talking about going back to at, starting to ask these questions just about um, you know your church in general like are am, am I hearing sound doctrine is that really what I'm hearing is it really what the focus is um are the you leaders know, in my are church the leaders, living the life? Right. Are they, to... um, you know, and I think, you know, I mean, heck, even in the body, you have to start, you have to look there too. I mean, it's just like, am I in a body of believers or am I in a body of, of, of. We show up once a week so we feel exactly, good about ourselves and you know, go about our business. Pretenders, because if, I mean, this is, this is obviously very serious to us. So, you know, even, and we're actually called to, if we know, you know, a brother is caught in sin in the church, we are called to call that out. Absolutely. Um, so remembering that, and that's, that's why these things are becoming very, very difficult, I think, for these larger churches. Mm -hmm. You know, because you start and you're like, okay, well, if you look at the body of believers that you're in and that you're among you, you're like, what, you know, what's going on? Is everybody living how we should? Are we doing the things that we're called to be doing? Um, and well, there's I, a sense of accountability we should have among believers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you guys are coming over here and you're watching us say one thing and live our lives in a completely different way, we would expect for you guys to be like, what are you guys doing? Well, well you know what I mean? Like, to you remember, you are the church. Yeah. Right. The church is right. not a building. Right. <laughs> it's Amen. a body of yeah. believers. And I feel like we've seen forgotten we were like you know like you said with your punch card you know I, I go once a week and i get my card punched so i'm good right no you are the church we yeah. are all that and that's the thing is we don't you know we the body i mean we mm -hmm. we, we just we take the body sometimes i think is a physical thing and we're like yeah. okay the bo my body is a temple yeah. you know and it's like well okay well pump that's the brakes like a, a little bit again but, yeah that's yeah. another one um but you know we don't 
you know, we kind of, I just, we, we don't ask those questions in regular church. And that's just what has led us to um, just more of this home church direction. So, well, because, but so many churches as a whole in America, it's all about entertainment and numbers. Right. Having as many people as you possibly can cram into there. And there's no way that a pastor, even a few pastors and a few elders, can truly be invested and present in every person's life when you're talking about Elevation Church or something like You know what I mean? Like there's no way that Stephen Furtick is literally being able to shepherd and guide and counsel and spend time with every single person within that church. Right. It's just impossible, right? Even if there was no other problems there, if. Right, and I mean, still, we, that's obviously why we have, that. you know, that's obviously why there's a system set up of, you know, for, for to, you know, for the smaller thing for people. But to let's be able stop to, and to think about it. That. We've actually attended these shows. Oh, yeah. It's... And how many times did we have the counsel of an elder to help us in the day? You know what I mean? Like, it just, those, when you're talking those types of numbers. Well, I want to give more, I want to give Travis more chances to respond. Oh, but, but first, going back to that, I think. Uh, I want to clarify another point. We harp on elevation a lot too, and I think we need to clarify the points of why, and I think that could maybe be important into this topic of why we harp on it a lot. Um, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is false gospel. A lot. Um, and that's the problem. I mean, if again, you know, even if there's a little bit of leaven, you know, it, it, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. He could be saying 10 good things. He says one, you know, heresy, which he, I mean, I'm not going to call it, but I've definitely heard things come out of his mouth that, that definitely he knows better. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, definitely there's a lot of this kingdom now theology a lot of this prosperity gospel you know um just a lot of a lot of that is just so false um and i you know it's so damaging into the church so that's why we harp on that but i think that's probably a good point to go in and looking for you know maybe just giving people an idea of what to look for when you hear you know out of a teacher's mouth i think the first thing you know, obviously. It's... Well, that's so to, to play into this because, you know, being as my wife and I do go to a, a church regularly, um, right. you know, we, we and it, it wasn't the first one that we just attended. We actually looked for one that taught the Took Bible. you guys a while. Verse, yes. We actually went through about six different churches. When we came yeah, I know you're very, you're very uh, adamant. And, yes. and we did do the elevation thing. I lasted four weeks and it was even in the <laughs> middle of that trying to say, I, I, I'm done church hopping that's not yeah i don't i'm not feeding me i'm trying to be you know be part and actually worship god and that's yeah so that was a whole bad story but um <laughs> you know sunday night going in and watching a screen race from the, the the stage and then them playing the exact video of him what he thought in the morning i was just like, what? <laughs> it was awkward to say the least yeah. so anyways um, but no we we saw a church that teaches verse by verse which isn't and, it weird that you have to search for that? Right. Like you would I mean, think that would just be like a common, like, I'm going to learn about God, so clearly I'm going to read the Bible, right. yeah. like, verse by verse to learn. But no, that's it, not. And But what that does is it, it holds the pastor accountable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, he or, she, yeah, he, he has to be. Um, he that's actually, 
he, having to go verse by verse, you know, it, not only does it keep him held to the text, am I harmonizing this? Does it make sense? Am I teaching this appropriately? Um, it, you know, and our, our pastor gets credit. He does study. He looks right. at the original. He looks at the context of the verse, and he tries to keep it relative. At the same time as me who goes, yes, we're there. And I believe the teaching is actually part of worship. I think mm -hmm. we do a, a, you know, a great dis dishonor by saying just the music is worship. And then yeah. the teaching is the teaching. No, it's, it's all worship to God. Mm -hmm. It's how, how are you going to sing and praise if you don't really know who God is? Yeah. It's through the teaching. So um, with that verse by verse, at the same time, I still check against Scripture what my pastor teaches. Do I trust him? Absolutely. Sure. But there are times when I'll even go, mm, I don't know, does that sound accurate? Let me let me go to the scriptures, let me check this. Well, because he's a human. Exactly. Sure, we're yeah, we're fallible. So that's that that's what holds that. And then at the same time, um, I, I know I heard in one of your previous podcasts you mentioned John MacArthur. Hey, mm -hmm. one of the things that he always said was this should excite you to go home mm -hmm. and continue the review, continue yes. the study. Yeah. Um and just looking back at uh, even the Puritans, uh, I was convicted hearing this, that the Puritans would actually discipline the men of the church if they were not actively teaching their families every day. <laughs> yeah, that's every awesome. day. Yeah. I'm, I feel convicted when I don't do that every day. Yeah. It's just like, wow. Um, so how much more in this culture today where you, you know, it, it's just this, even in, in those churches, I know there are still families, even in my own congregation that we attend with, they don't. They don't go beyond what they get at church. So they're so like a Sunday morning Christian. You know what exactly. I mean? We have that term where you're a Sunday morning Christian. You go, you do the thing, and that's it. And that's just that's the most incredible one of the most incredibly harmful things ever. I mean, not only do we have parables from Jesus about this, but do we have? I mean, that's just it's it's abs it does absolutely. There are kids nothing. above us, guys. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so excuse the the massive. <laughs> I know, like I was, I was like on it, and then it dropped like twice, and I was like. But I think uh, I yeah, know for us. I know for us, Travis. I don't know, but for Brandon and I, the majority of our lives growing up churchy, growing up within the church, we were Sunday morning Christians or less. You know, like I mean, even though we went to, I mean, we would go. Our parents took us on Wednesdays and Sundays. We did the thing, but it was like, okay, whatever. You just, it was just some, I got to go every Sunday and check that box off and then whatever, I'm back to doing whatever I'm doing the rest of the week. So we definitely were that ourselves, you know, throughout life. And I think, I think that's why we talk about how harmful it is because, well, you know. <laughs> and, and one thing that we forget, I'm going through a study of, well, I started to this week before this week just exploded, but I was going through a study of going through the prison letters. And then so going through and going back with the acts, you know, and, and one reoccurring theme that you just keep noticing, obviously, is every single town that Paul goes is he's pissing somebody off. Like he is making somebody upset. And, and obviously that's when the gospel gets preached against the world. Obviously, it just turns it completely upside down. Well, that should be the same thing that occurs inside of the church. Like this should... We should be preaching things that go completely against the world, and it should look vastly different. And we should have people, you know, like we should have people mad and throwing stuff at us, you know, just like Paul Washer. Like he, yeah, ab, you know, dude, got, I mean, that's got to be the most awesome feeling. Like I know he talks about that, like, but 
I would go home and I'd go and yeah. <laughs> like, I made people mad enough to throw stuff at me. I did my job. Was like, it I, him I would who be... said the quote that the problem with modern day pastors is that nobody wants to kill them? Is it yeah. Paul Washer that said that? I think it was. It, it, it was either him or Vodie. I don't remember. I yeah. think it might have been Vodie. I don't remember. But I, yeah, it was one of the two. But yeah, I mean, nobody's making, you know, they're going there to feel good. They're going there to get this just false, you know, false false Jesus. Something, some Jesus that they can apply to whatever their worldly life is. And that's just seems to be the recurring, reoccurring theme in, in all of it. You know, I mean, all these all these themes that they have, and that's like the most popular thing with churches nowadays. You go by, and these all these yard signs are based off of a theme. Right. And it's just, I, I mean, like I said, I don't want to. Maybe some of them are good, I, but I, that's just there's 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 no there's just no content there. There's nothing there. It's just nothing. Well, that that goes into the, you know, what what is the teaching for? And when you, when you see a lot of these big churches that, again, appeal to the world, they're, they're drawing the world in, and they're trying to basically somehow sprinkle Jesus in their right. message. But it's, they appeal to them through their own flesh. They appeal to them through, even if they say something like, hey, if you want to go to heaven, they don't talk about repentance, you know. Yeah. Never. Uh, You'll never hear that. Um, but it's, again, it's that, who is it? I think it was R.C. Sproul, but he basically said, or I think Paul Washer said it too, listen, heaven is in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. It's not, a, you know, my get out of hell free card. Yeah. Like, it's, you forget that you're going there because you are wanting to be in the presence of God. Right. You are changed in your heart. You desire to love God. You desire to be in His presence. That's not present in these churches, and because they're appealing to the world, uh, they, you know, people aren't being convicted. People aren't repenting. Right. If they are accepting Jesus because they want to get out of hell, again, it's avoiding the eternal punishment. It's not because oh, I love Jesus. Yeah, I want to see him in his glory. I want, right. You know, I want, I want, it's not. I just don't want I to think, get busted for all the bad things I enjoy. I doing. think that's. I, I, you know, I think that's this that that went naturally beautifully into the second point of of saying yeah. So second point to definitely look for in anything is you need to hear repentance. Mm -hmm. That needs to be a forefront of any church or home church or anything that you you any message that you listen to. I mean, that's the gospel. I mean, you know, that's what it is. I mean... Well, if you're so, not being pushed to self-assess and be convicted and change, then what are you doing? That is the good news, you know? So, it's... That that definitely has to be... Has to be... And you hardly hear that, you know? And I guess that's why I said that, is because... In any message, it's just really unless you're listening to, you know, um, to Paul Washer. And then what was the one the Todd of Wretched Todd, Radio? And he's Todd like, Friel. every time I hear yeah. Paul Washer talk, I get saved. I get yeah, saved. Because every time I hear Paul Washer preach, I get saved. <laughs> but it's hard it not to true. because he speaks with such conviction, I, you know, oh, and everything. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm a wretched person. I do. So, not. I mean, not to. I I love Paul Washer. Yeah, and I, I don't want to put him on a pedestal. To a lot of them, and I don't want to. Exactly. No. Yeah. Right, because I don't agree where, with a lot of politics. 
That, that's where <laughs> a lot of well. So one of the ones I remember listening to a couple years back. It was actually a recent one. I think he went up to Canada and was preaching in a church. And it was almost like people had this great expectation he's just going to get up and start being this mad preacher yeah. like he does at yeah. times. On those highlight videos we have right. on YouTube. And, and, yeah. And, and yeah. he even says, he's like, listen, that's not what I'm about. No. Yeah. Like, I'll get heated. And yes, it's it's the spirit working and, and you right. know, his passion and zeal for God to be glorified and, and the church to be edified in these things. And it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. he actually gets up there and he goes, we're going to talk about the gospel. And he's like, if you came here today because you want to see me start being loud and yelling and stuff, you you need to leave. Like, yeah, that's not what I'm it's about. The to wrong do. day. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. And so, and we, and, and having heard that and just realizing, like, yeah. I, and he's like, if you if you hear me say I'm going to preach on the gospel and immediately you shut off because you go, oh, I know everything about it. He goes, you're a fool. Yeah. Like, he, so his passion recently has been studying the gospel. Mm-hmm. Looking at the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. looking at these things, right? Um, the you know the dichotomy between the God being just and the justifier of the wicked, and this this, this pattern that you see all throughout Scripture. So it's uh, that does need to be part of our teaching, um, and he does he does actually put those who um, expositionally teach, but he says basically if you get up and you give this incredible expository teaching about the cities and all this stuff and then you walk off this stage without calling people to repent without proclaiming the gospel mm. without bringing it all to Christ you didn't do your job yeah. right and yeah. so well but i think you know i think paul is it's been really awesome to see his journey cuz obviously he started off really a lot younger with real, that hardcore zeal where people were throwing stuff at him and it has been more recently that he's gotten a lot softer, but I think, you know, I, I think that's I think that's just the story of a true transformation in Christ, though. I mean, once it, you know, once it's there, I mean, it's just it's so powerful, it's so strong, and it and it does kind of take you some time to kind of get in and kind of well, relax a little bit. Well, I think of and, you, like you going through seminary, like the first real big part of your journey. We couldn't hold a conversation without you, like, <gasps> yeah. you know, like well, shouting and getting yeah, loud because it's just you so that's moving. What, yeah, it is. And it, and Whereas and that's what now it be. you're so much more. Not that you don't get like that, obviously, but um, and it makes it, a lot more sense to why Paul took a little bit of time after his conversion. You know, it seems like yeah, oh, the Apostle Paul. Time. But Maybe now to... seeing where you've come to the point now, where when you are sitting down and working on, as we're moving into this like online home church thing that we really feel God kind of leading us to, and these people He's bringing into our lives and stuff and you're putting together and kind of starting to to put together your teachings and stuff on the like to see you coming fuller circle mm-hmm. and I mean who knows what you'll look like in 30 40 years yeah. you're willing you know but like to see that's that why I'm glad I haven't and that's the exact reason why I mean it goes, it's a process it takes a lot I of time I would have filmed you like two years ago it's just you shouting at everyone yeah like that little <laughs> do, you, yeah, do you ever see that little kid that's like it was like on Jerry Springer yeah. or something that little kid preacher that's just like yeah that, that would be you goodness. oh gosh <laughs> anyways um, but so yeah um yeah, that that went into. I mean, yeah, it should be changing your life as in a way of repentance. Yeah, you, it should be calling you. It should be convicting you. Um, what what else do we? What else should we look for in in, in doctrine and? Well, so I mean, 
going back to Paul, because again, I've heard quite a bit of his, but um, <laughs> yeah. it, it was one of those moments that convicted me too. Uh, he got up, and I forget where he was at. It may even been um, a seminary or something, uh, maybe John MacArthur's school out there, the Master's Seminary. Yeah. He, he gets up and basically says, so how many years have you spent studying God? <laughs> and and you, you, everybody's just kind of like taken aback, and he's like, no, no, I didn't ask if you just read through it. How many years have you truly spent studying God in the scriptures? And really, to be honest, who has? <laughs> yeah. And, and, he go, and basically he puts the, those who go to seminary on blast and says, look, you, so you had a class. Good for Good you. Job. Yeah. Anybody like, can go sit in a class. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if you love God, you should be seeking to know him more. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's John 17, 3. This mm -hmm. is eternal life that you... That we know the eternal God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And there is this knowing that we should have. So going back to the doctrine, God is a big one. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you, you kind of have to build that foundation. Right. Who is God and who is Jesus? Mm -hmm. uh, who is the Holy Spirit? These types of things. And that's where you then have to check these things. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you're not... If you teach verse by verse, absolutely, you really can't go off the, the course too much. But I do see purpose in having topical teachings, but it should be doctrinal based. Sure. Not just these are the hot movies this summer that everybody's right. seeing, so I'm going to slap some kind of Jesus thing on it, and we're going to have summer series at church, you know, summer movie series or something. Totally different from yeah. this is a well, theme. Well, you know, I there. guess I get so offended at those topical teachings because I go well you know I look around at the world and you're like what 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 why we are not saying any of the right things in just the condition of our world we're not in the the, the position that we should be as a body um, and again that starts it that starts at home you know it, 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 it your 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 beliefs your who like you said who God is who you have to get centered in all of this first before you do any of well, this that other stuff. Well, research or whatever, they yeah. did the thing, uh, they asked Christians specifically, is being a good person enough to get you into heaven? And the overwhelming majority said yes. So clearly there is a disconnect within the body of believers. And this is a very, this, was a, this wasn't a small test either. This was a fairly large test that they did. Um, I forgot the number of people that they did it over, but yeah. I, I mean, just looking at it, I'm just like shaking my head. I'm going, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I find a lot of truth, and you, you can see that. Well, you look at that. the world, and you look at the mass majority saying that, and it's like, yeah, I could see that's where, <laughs> but, where we're at. you know, it's like if, if we, you know, we hear so much, well, we need to get back to God. Well, if we get back to God and we don't know who he is, we're, doing our, we're not doing ourselves any favors. So, I mean, that starts at home. Um, you know, in, in our belief in, in that and, and who God is and who God isn't. And, and that's where I think that our major, I think that our major blockages right now is, is that right there is just, you know, you see things and you're like, okay, you're, you're saying these things with your lips, <laughs> but your heart's way over here. Right. And I think that that's probably that's what really irks me about the topical teachings, um, just that. But I, no, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with them either. I mean, there's been some good, you know, good ones that I've seen too. But 
uh, just inherently it's not like what are you saying we need salvation repentance and, and, and we need to know who God is and well and especially when all you get is topical teachings so if we already know most people are just Sunday morning Christians or Sunday evening whenever they go right they're not in the word every single day truly studying you know and doing that so if all you're getting is that and it's just topical teachings where just selective verses are being pulled out and used to fit your theme your agenda what are you truly being fed what is truly convicting and guiding your life yeah I mean that that's you, you have so to if that's the doctrine that your church your home church whatever is giving you what I, I mean our life as a follower of Christ right because when you're a Christian you're a disciple your life should right. be lived as a disciple of Christ so if I go into 20 Christian homes and 20 non-Christian homes and they all essentially look the same, minus maybe a couple home decor items and a couple stops on Sunday. What's the difference? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's a yeah, there's just there's so much that it requires such so much more than we give it than we give it credit for. I think. It, but I feel like being truly being a disciple of Christ. It requires yourself, like when I, when I like say it requires work, it requires work Yeah, like yourself. you truly have you. to do something with that. And I feel like that that's just not an easy sell. So we, that's not what we You know, we, we, don't, we don't teach that we have to come at the gospel with our cups empty, completely humbled, completely ready to receive what God is speaking as opposed to what we're trying to get out of it. You know, uh, but just that humbling yourself and just that, you know, lowering yourself to that. Um, and taking on the form of that, you know, just the servant and, and just just try to just feed from it. Um, if we're not doing that, you're not you're not getting any you're not getting good fruit. You're not, you're just not. When it, get, it goes back to our culture and really, you know, disciple means student. But but our American idea of student. Right. Which I mean, if you just look at our education system is pathetic. <laughs> um, versus what what it meant to be a student of like a philosopher back sure Christ yeah. I mean right. that you you literally lived your life under that teacher oh yeah absolutely you followed him around yeah. Yeah. you did everything I mean the apostles lived yeah, they in were, the presence of Jesus they were extremely intelligent people too I mean it, well, it's it, like yeah, a 24-7 internship yeah. right. I mean and there's reasons why like even Paul when he went to these different cities he would stay at some places for over a year. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I guarantee you he was teaching every single every day. single day. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where you got a young man falling out of a window. Yeah, exactly. Falling asleep, yeah. <laughs> continuing teaching. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, He's not dead. Wake don't up, worry about it. I got exactly. it. So it's that that discipleship doesn't just it's not just in the church. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we are the body of Christ. We are the church, but in this context, especially Americanized sure. context, you know, going to a church building, that discipleship should not just be there. Um, it should continue at home. Now, there are those congregations that do have like home studies. Sure. And then that goes back to doctrine. Mm -hmm. The the big concern there there's there's kind of this tug and pull. It's like, well, are, is 
a home study going to start up they're going to cause division they're not going to write doctrinally they're going to bring this back in next thing you know you've got the church divided well how do you control it you know it's yeah that's difficult yeah yeah i mean that yeah that's a difficult question to answer that's where you have then i guess qualified elders in that sense because really church is not a single pastor who is like president and owns the entire thing no yeah church is a plurality of elders who all meet the qualifications like in titus Mm -hmm. you know able to teach they take care of their household one woman man all these things there's a reason for that so you raise them up as disciples you identify them as elders you lay hands on them and then you send them out and that pattern we don't see in america but even if you look at like what paul washer does with heart cry and his whole thing of going over a true mission is going over and raising up people Mm -hmm. to teach the bible yep Mm -hmm. that is what they need And so same thing with these home study groups or even home churches that start up. It's, hey, we recognize the word of God is our authority. We can be held accountable by others who know the word of God. Mm -hmm. And we're going to stick to it. I mean, that's just all goes back to God's word. That's the foundation. You test every spirit, rightly divide the word of God, be approved as a workman. Um, You know, and then like be a Berean. Right. When somebody brings up something, check the text. That was your, the word that, you kept using yeah, in live today. We're yeah. About this. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, we don't want anyone to hold us accountable, this, right? Like right. that's the norm. We're like, oh no, no, you can't use scripture against me. Like, yeah. you know, we don't want anybody to do that, and that's where all these problems come in because it's like, no. Or I've seen like I've just seen people's own version of their own like, like they'll completely discredit like Matthew through what. No, that was to the Jews. That's not to us. I'm like, uh. yeah, I'm like, okay. What I actually, I am so excited to get into my next point because it's more so of a question, but I, of what I feel, so I guess this is really selfish, what I feel is important in looking okay. for any. It's your podcast. Any, well, I guess it is. So. <laughs> um, I can't believe I get a chance to actually talk about this on the podcast because I really want to talk about it. Okay. I think... Your how you and I know I've said it before, but we're gonna get to talk. How you view the kingdom oh, is a lot more important than we give weight to. I know everybody's around me is laughing because they'll know that this is. I probably talk about Travis, this more I'm than telling I you, we had to stop one podcast one day because him and I had a conversation of what we were gonna podcast on, and we come <laughs> down here to get started. I'm at like level one. We do the little introduction. He goes to like level 8,000 with the kingdom. And I'm like sitting here (laughs) trying to catch up. And I finally was like, honey, what are we doing? I thought we were having like normal little discussion over here. And you were like, but I, (laughs) but it does make a big difference. How you view very, very important in so many different ways. And actually I think it leads into um, a lot of, the deception and a lot of false teaching that we saw um, even Paul combating um, I think it leads into because how and when I say the kingdom yes meaning um, I guess the easiest way to explain this to anybody that knows is is there's two popular views uh, nowadays in churches um, one is this over teaching that we are forwarding God's kingdom here on earth 
that we that the that Revelation is basically a completed book. We have nothing that we're looking forward to. Nero was the Antichrist. You don't have to you don't have to worry about it in that. Now it's all about our duty to forward the kingdom on this earth and and, and move forward with that. All of our hope and focus is in what we're physically doing here yeah, with this world. That was the layman's idiot version of that view. Uh, and then the second view, obviously, is that we are would be the imminent return of Christ that we're waiting for Him to bring in His His kingdom, His earthly kingdom. Um, during but Christ the, will be the but one Christ will be. It's a literal kingdom that's that's Christ coming and, and ruling and reigning on a, on the literal earth for a thousand. Well, we're gonna go into premillennial here, but. <laughs> but okay. for a thousand years. But just a little disclaimer: if you would like to learn more about all this kingdom stuff, Andy Woods. Andy Woods is who search I him would, on YouTube, and he does I very extensive, great teachings, teachings on on that. But the reason why I think those reasons should be obvious. Um, it because we have a tendency to get wrapped up in the cares of this life and get involved in and a lot of that kingdom now theology is a lot about not worrying about the imminent return of christ as much and i'm generalizing this but you, i mean you have to for this i mean it, it's pretty much okay let's not worry about the imminent return of christ let's worry about forwarding his kingdom here while we're here which there there's nothing that's obviously we don't know the day nor the hour so obviously and we are taught to maintain until he comes and we, we we know what we are supposed to do and we know that we are supposed to do kingdom work that i mean but that the that's a that's a different i mean it's a different thing than actually having um, and, and the other view literally believes that that Christ brought in his kingdom and this is his king we are in the they call it kingdom now because we are in the kingdom and everything will be brought under you know all enemies will be brought under Christ's feet and, and by that the means work we're doing. by the work they're doing that means all the nations eventually will be evangelized to Christ and then Christ will return <laughs> I yeah, I know. I, n I never understood that. Um, I don't get it either. But it's huge. But it's, it's big. Crazy. And, but it's very. It it's not. It's big in the way of this is exactly why churches don't teach eschatology. They don't teach anything like that because you don't. You don't know these things. You don't get it. But then a lot of. What do you think a lot of these false light teachings of Christ come from? Well, it comes from this kingdom now. The out like. You know, you have blessings and greatness and all this stuff, you know, where that comes from that. Now, if we're worried about an imminent return of Christ, we're not worried about blessings. And, you know, we're worried about doing the work because we know that there's a reality of what's going to happen when the return of Christ comes. And it's, you know, and every I mean, day we're a day closer. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the worst, you know, part of human history, you know, like ever. Yeah. Well, that's so. Yeah, I, I said listen through. Um, 
you know, like the Eschaton series from Apologia, the, uh -huh. the post-millennial view. I've listened to Vodi Bakum and his amillennial view of Revelation. I've read through John MacArthur's book on his premillennial view of Revelation. Mm -hmm. And I, everybody tries to raise points, but especially with the amillennial and post-millennial, they, they, you know, I, again, it goes back to how do you harmonize Scripture? Mm -hmm. And having a balanced view of these things, because there are points that they raise, and I go yes and amen. Like I know the right. postmillennial, they they say, you know, Jesus says right before the Great Commission, for all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Right. And to that I say yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely amen. Yeah. And I realize that it is in His authority, just as He said and declares that I will build my church. I go in the authority of Jesus Christ. I know that wherever I go, whether I face persecution or just peace, hey, this is this is me doing my obedience to the Word of God and preaching the Word of God because at the same time, I still recognize that God uses human means. Right. That he commissions people to do what he calls us to do. Right. Um, and so, you know, you, you have to hold that balanced view. You have to recognize that, yes, there is a, a you know, we are part of Christ's kingdom as the body. Um, but it's not. I. It's not fulfilled yet. No, it's he not. Is coming, and and everybody recognizes that. We, you know, we don't. All of those views do recognize that at some point right. Christ is coming. Right. And will reign supreme here in the earth, and ultimately there's a new Quite heavens physically. and new earth. Yeah. Right. Now, right. How that looks again. Right. That's where they yeah. Take it, license it, and again, that all fits things. under the envelope of Orthodox Christianity, and I want to clarify that that's why we need. Every single one of those views, and that's why God allows every single one of those views to fit, you know, under the, because you need, you, you need to have that balance. You know, you realize if you have, you know, we have, and that's the great, that's, that's probably the biggest problem with YouTube is I think the, the end time, you know, I think that, that side probably goes way too far on that side, right? And like, aliens are coming and we're going to be zapped up like i you know like i don't even know what they but then on the other side you know you get this you know i hate black but the apologia side of it where it's like you know not only are they kingdom but they're somewhat replacement theology too which is but topic. yeah that's another different topic but um so yeah i mean you definitely need the balance and views and i don't i don't I think anybody that reads would come to and you know just an obvious conclusion of a premillennial view reading scripture for for in and 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 under a correct um just under you know anybody reading that microscope under that microscope would would understand um would, would understand it that way it would it takes a lot of work to to make it any different you know you have to all of a sudden you have to like make a lot of a really really weak points i feel to make that side work Please, brandon tell us how you really feel but yeah but yes i mean there does need to be that balance but i i i just think it's harmful because and like i said it's, it's just more hidden because it's just turning us away from being under we should i don't and john MacArthur actually said i don't i have to quote somewhere but you can't, I don't think you can live your Christian life, and I'm going to destroy this comment, but you can't live your Christian life correctly without living under the, the
the knowledge that Christ is coming, you know, and, and it's and it's imminent, and it could be at any moment. Like you can't you can't live your Christian life properly without having that just under your head at all times, because that just that focuses everything that you do. I mean, you don't want to be caught, you know, not for worry, but I mean, you definitely you want to be caught doing. If you have a true relationship with Christ, you want to be caught doing the work that he did in in even greater works you know i mean we, well, why do you think us women we normally will get the house clean when company's coming over right, right. like <laughs> if nobody's coming yeah. over it's just me and my family i am not that concerned about going to bed tonight and leaving the house a mess because i'm tired and i don't care but if i'm going to have a house full of company coming over in 30 minutes i'm like up and on it and stuff's getting done you well, know that's what I mean? why the like, early church was so cool and so spot on is because they lived when jesus was yeah here. yeah but they also really believed like nope it's like they really thought like it well that's why you now. can't read without seeing christ return christ return. but to live in that way of like he's it just it's in a world where distractions are plenty to have something to help again it's not because we're worried and we're scared and so we're rushing on trying to put on a show so we don't get in trouble it's where distractions just abound in this life to have that focus of I don't know if I have tomorrow which we kind of talked about in the loss one mm -hmm. right my aunt was fine just a few days ago and now she's gone I mean I, I literally when all that happened I pulled up my phone and was like I just was talking to her what do you mean she's an ICU unresponsive like she was just fine so to have that, you know, with Christ coming in, I don't know if I have tomorrow. So what's the importance? I should have a priority switch on certain things that I just, I've got to get these done. I've got to love. I've got to serve. Yeah, because, I've got to do this. You know, I mean, also we know that just there's got to be a reason for tribulation saints you know what i mean so that but that kind of thing makes you think like why you know like you just you got to take it seriously and you should live your life and your mind in the light of the the fact that he could bring his kingdom in any moment and this isn't the type of this is where we don't know who god is because this isn't the lovey-dovey sweet jesus you know i mean this is the this is the isaiah robe dipped in blood jesus this is not where have you been i've been out you know crushing freaking heads like this is what this is what's coming it's it's not a joke well and i, I think of it kind of like um when he was in the military and he was deploying all the time I've talked about this with other people where I felt like in a lot of ways we were really lucky because we were kind of always aware that whatever time we had was very limited and I never knew if he was coming home. Yeah. Right. I never knew he would deploy. We didn't know if he was coming home. That's where you have a lot of relationships that like they'll suddenly be good right before they leave. Yeah. You know, that life is not for everybody. Certainly a lot of marriages fail in that setting but it kind of is an interesting analogy for christians yeah. because right. we are the bride of christ and a lot of relationships with christ a lot of these people who are falsely saved are failing you know because it they don't have their priorities right and they don't understand what they're supposed to do and maybe they just haven't been quite called yet um but it's that's kind of what 
I always think of is just, you know, I put it in the perspective of like a military lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, they leave, you don't know if they're going to come back, you don't know, but they're over there and they're taking care of business. And, you know, um, it's what I would tell myself when I was trying not to get really bitter. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're gone. This is awful. This is horrible. But he's over there doing what he's got to do. Um, so, yeah, that's my two Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great way to it's a great way to look at it. It's a great example to have because you don't you know you don't know what's going to happen, what could happen, but it, it also makes you act a lot different, right? I mean, it does. It makes you do things different. It makes you so. So are you the military wife that is faithful while your husband's away? Exactly. Or yeah. Yeah. That's, and all of a sudden that's you the way that you should look at. You want to do. Like, that's a great way to look at your Christian life. Are you the military? Exactly. Not? Exactly. And are you going to be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you going to be faithful to it? Are you going to, are you going to grow it? Are you going to, when Christ know. talks about the people that show up and are like, Hey, and he's like, yeah, sorry. Don't know you. That you means know, there has to be, are, if you have <laughs> spare, if you have spare time, are you truly spending it in prayer? Are you truly spending it in this, you know, these different things? So yeah, it's, um, but yeah, no, that's a great example to look for But yeah, I do feel, um, that that is a, uh, a, a Something that you have to look for. I want to go back to just to, to, I guess, to wrap that point up. But I think just how you how you view that um, the doctrine of your church. Yeah, and I know it's I know it's really hard because I don't want to push one view or the other, but I am obviously extremely biased towards one side. Well, but you have to weigh. Although I do what you were convicted on this point, and look at the. But I'm extremely biased on one side because I I do believe that um, that there's. I don't see harm in what in this view like if I'm supposed to be doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing anyway and I'm wrong well then cool then I'll just be here longer than I expected you know as to where I think on the other side there's just a lot of a lot of things that can get you um, caught up in the world and 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 just get you completely to turn away we see that we saw this ha- again. I, I keep referencing Paul, but I mean, we see this happen, you know, with the apostles, where, um, you know, they, you know, they left because they love the world. <laughs> like that is, and that kingdom that now is, theology. Really so that tells you that. right there that there's an obvious separation between these two things. That hey, one doesn't go this direction, um, and, and that's why I feel. That's why I'm biased, I guess, towards one side. Well, it, and it goes back to the point of balance. Right. Um, like, at no point would we say those end time views would separate us from the bottom. No. Yeah. You know, I recognize somebody who holds to a post millennial or an amillennial view. Correct. Are still my brother and sister. Absolutely. Yeah. Can we disagree on that? Yeah. And, and they could to be go right. To the text too. Right. And that's and that again goes back to what does the text say? Are we just throwing verses back? Is this right. a tradition? Or, I mean, did we grow right. up in this? Because that's that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's, well, what did they believe back here? This that's is a great point. We um, don't go far enough back. Yeah. We stop. You mentioned earlier you, you, the Puritans. Love the Puritans. Love them. But we stop at the Puritans. <laughs> we don't go. If we go back in church history, we go, uh, Puritans, you know, or like that—that's where we start, or our American church history, I should say. Um, we don't go further back than that. But then you see, you go back even further than that. I mean, because we have plenty of post, you know, legitimate sources um, to show. You know, we have Irenaeus, we have um, Clement, we have 
all kinds of different doctrine to show what the early church taught. Um, the Didache, I mean, we have all kinds of things, um, whether or not all everything is correct. I'm not... That's definitely right, right. there's much heresy that came out during that same period. Yeah. Um, and, and and your view but, too, again with the balance is, you know how how do we respond to these things? Right. Um, because you'll hear the arguments of well those who hold to a premillennial, you know they're just saying Maranatha, Lord come quickly. Right. They're not realizing that hey what they're saying is that's the destruction of the world. That's the seven year tribulation. Right. There's gonna be pain and suffering. Absolutely. Um, so we should that, in our view, we should have that balance of we're not just simply rejoicing that the Lord comes. It's a bittersweet. Absolutely. It's a we mourn for these people around us. We desire to see them repent and turn to Christ and proclaim Him as Lord. That should drive us. Sure. And so, are we even being consistent in our own views? Some people who will hold to that aren't being consistent. Right. You know who's uh, great at that? Kids. Yeah. No, kids, seriously. I always makes me think of faith like a child. Kids are really great at, oh my gosh, Jesus is awesome, but wait, what about all these people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see it over and over again. When oh, you, if yeah. If you're really talking to your kids sure. and you're really bringing them up. They ask um, these questions, yeah. They do, and, and they have that really good, solid viewpoint of they're so excited to love Jesus and be with Jesus, but then they're like, what well, about? hold on. And sometimes they're even like, but maybe he can delay a little longer because they want so badly for nobody to be left. Well, and especially when it's somebody in their inner circle that they know is not a believer of Christ. Yeah. We've had our kids ask us that. We'll be reading scripture because we read with them every single morning and we'll be reading sometimes and the kids have asked us, does that mean so-and-so in their family? And we're like, well, that that's kind of what that person has chosen, isn't it? You know, and, and so that's a real thing for them to see and go, okay. No, I think if you, you know, have even a correct that. yeah view is because then it should, it does, my heart bleeds to know, I mean, you know truth and you know that this could come at any moment and somebody that's caught in unbelief or somebody that just is in between, I mean, you definitely try to get that, but yeah, I mean, your heart bleeds for you. That drives to, to do more work to try to bring mm-hmm. that person to that, but... Um, at the same time, you know, this is real, and this is going to fall upon one of these generations. Because guess what? One, you know, this over this this course of six thousand year history. I mean, these there there were people sitting around talking about things. Go, hey, you know what? One of these days, the Messiah is going to come, and he did. You know, I mean, and, and so this is going to happen. And once he's going to come again, and you know, it, it's just. It, just living again, living in that light is just so important. Well, and you you mentioned having or understanding that when Christ comes again, it's he's a warrior, right? Um, and if you if you have not read Revelation one and seen the eyes of fire, the feet of swords, sure. you know the the sword that's coming from his mouth, this <laughs> this just awe inspiring but almost fearful view, right? Um, that's who's coming, right? Like this, this isn't some guy throwing a lamb on his shoulders and. and no, this is the this is, like, is the angel. This right. is the angel of the Lord that went out and slayed. I mean, this is. Yeah. You think Jesus running through a temple with a whip? It's kind of crazy. I know. Can you imagine? Like that was when he was fully human. Like people aren't, yeah. and that's where the belief of I. I look at people. I go, you don't really believe this, do you? 
You don't believe that he was a man. You don't believe that he was not only um, we know we, we know yeah. that, but you know, but he was real and he's coming and he's like, you know, I mean, you talk, touch me, I'm I'm here, and the next time again, you said, I mean, we have the whole list of it. This not only Revelation but uh, Isaiah, um, um, Daniel, Daniel um, Zechariah. Well, we I said mean, it when we were reading through. We just finished reading through Revelation with our kids again, not that long ago, and when he's talking and showing all of these things that he's seeing, you know, as John's going through that, the kids go, where are those pictures? You know, like, yeah. you know the pictures yeah. that we all see of Jesus, the ones that have, you know, lasted for thousands, a couple thousand years now that we love putting up and we put in churches and all this other stuff. And then you read through this, it's like, if we had more artwork of that Jesus, the one that's coming, the one that we have yet to have, you know, the one we're looking forward to, what's coming in our future, that one generation will be that generation that sees these things. Like, maybe if we had more artwork of that, we'd get our stuff together a little bit more. Because that's what's coming, but we don't take it seriously, I don't think. And well, I think that's where the church gets the glorious appearing confused with the, <laughs> with the you know, with where we have... Two, two completely separate things that we're talking about. That's yeah. where the church gets Just confused. From that, that military mindset to, to build on that was, you know, reading through and realizing, like, Christ is declared as upholding all things by the word of his power. He, we forget that the authority he has over every molecule in this universe mm -hmm. is there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen what weapons can do to people what if right. he just simply speaks the word and you are undone? Like, we, we don't we can imagine that. He comes and destroys his enemies. It's not, it's not even a fight. Yeah. It's just yeah, a it's judgment just, it, that's and they're it. done. Like, that is, a, that is a proper fear that we should have. That is something that, you know, praise God for his grace and mercy. Because yeah. Absolutely. Really, but that, that's our Savior coming back. Right. Um, there's a cutoff period of grace, man. That, yeah, we have to have that understanding. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that should drive our desire to see those around us saved. That should be our passion. Not only that, hey, it's not just getting out of hell. You're getting out of the wrath of God. And a lot of people think hell is this just because of all these false video movies and stuff. They they think hell is just where demons are just kind of running the show. No, they're in torment too. Yeah. And you know, yes, it's the absence of the, uh, I guess, the good presence of God. But He's still there in His wrath. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, and that's one thing that that's another thing that the church doesn't understand is that although we are saved. We are still sinful flesh. Where if I stood in front of God, I would be just nothing. I mean, I'm undone. Because I'm still in the flesh. And although I have the spirit, my flesh is still hostile to God. And this is what the, the ultimate judgment is coming for, is for this, this flesh. I'm not changed yet. You know, I haven't, I haven't been changed to be like him, you know, yet. So I am still under this this curse in a sense although all things are reconciled to him i'm still under the curse i'm not in the kingdom yet i'm not with my lord and savior yet i'm not and here you guys i'm not allowed in i'm still in yeah. the wilderness you know i'm although i'm under a period of grace i'm still 
I'm still not I'm still not in. So Well here you guys have just kind of essentially come full circle back to the importance of repentance being taught in your church's right. doctrine. Because if you're not if that's not at the core, what is any of this other stuff? We rely on grace when we don't deserve it. That I think that's one of our biggest problems. And, and we don't, we feel the sense of, and it, it makes us proud that, oh, well, we have Jesus, I'm saved, it should, but yeah, but you still suck. Yeah. And you're still human, and you're still very sinful to God, and you still are constantly sinful, and that's why you need a Savior. That's, that's why you need that is because this is a constant battle that you can't win by yourself. Yet we're so proud that we, I, I, the Spurgeon quote, I'm hoping you remember it, but it's while everybody's sitting there. Uh, congratulating them I'm messing it up but it's while they're sitting congratulating themselves I'm just sitting over here marveling marveled that I'm saved you know like that I'm like that that's the way that it should be like you know everybody wants to be it's great and I love it and we make beautiful songs about it but at the same time I don't deserve it nobody does and, and we should be thankful as opposed to you know, save my, I'll, I'll let my, my time for rest and, and celebration come in my next life, not my boasting here in, in this, you know. Well, that's why yes, I mean, that's, that's our hope is, a, that's our hope is, is, is a Christian and a follower of Christ. Yes, we have joy and excitement in that. Mm -hmm. However, I, I don't deserve it. And I, and, and you should always understand that. And, and you should always, I think, uniform yourself under that understanding. Think it's dangerous if you don't. So what else to kind of wrap this up? Since we yeah, sorry, we've been talking. No, no, about no. It. But is there anything else, Travis, that you can think of, or Brandon, any other point of something to really look for when you are evaluating the doctrine, home church, regular mm -hmm. church, whatever, YouTube, <laughs> the doctrine that you are being fed. Well, if it's being taught, is it also being lived? Yeah, I mean, it, it should conform us, and you know, I I recognize that God's word will mold us, and basically, you know, we'll recognize the sins that we have. We will repent from them. We'll grow from them, and every day it's it's living from one level of glory to the next until we are made perfect. Sure, we are raised right. in that perfection, and we are in His presence. Um, but in any Church, I mean, there should be an evidence of fruit in a sense. There should be an evidence that the word is actually impacting them. So, whether it be in a church or be at a home congregation, right? I, I mean, I would think it's even more personal in a home congregation. You're in their house, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, you know exactly. Like, yeah, you see what you see what we live. What yeah. they teach, are they too growing from it? Now, I'm not saying is it are they perfect? No, that you know, I forget who, who mentions it, but basically, you know. There should be a level of grace. You do call out people on sin, especially egregious sins that are public. That sure. brings shame to the name of the Lord. Absolutely, yeah. But if it's internal and it's just from one another, okay, be loving, be gracious. Sure. You know, it, it's not a fight. No, because we don't need that division publicly. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so that there is that. Are they are they growing in that? And then at the same time, are they drawing a circle? I think this is one thing too, because you can you can basically draw a circle of doctrine that is so tight that basically you take one step out and everybody else outside your circle is no longer a Christian. Right. Um, that's that would be something to be concerned of. Yeah. If they if they start saying 
Well, they, they hold this point. one view. All, they baptize babies like the, the <laughs> Like, they're all going to hell. What? what? I'm sorry. I thought we were saved by grace. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure they still understand that. They recognize who Christ is. They, re, you know, so. Great point. In, in, in these home churches, are they drawing a hard line that shouldn't be there? Yeah. Yeah. Because then that's going to cause division, too. That's where you're going to get animosity. And maybe it's because they want to say, well, look at us. We're the ones doing it right. Everybody else is wrong. And that's mm-hmm. where you get a lot of these cults and just some of the weirdest right. things you find on YouTube. Right. Uh, yeah, no. It, that's why I'm so glad you brought up yeah. that point because that that's one thing that everybody, anybody that listens, I think that maybe should be the number one point. Yeah. <laughs> maybe rewind this and, and make that the number one because – that yeah, that's extremely, extremely well, important. Well, like the the husband um, and wife, and that's that told good with me, the KJV people. The and husband that, and wife you know. that told me that I'm not saved, and when Jesus speaks, I cannot because hear His the voice NIV. because I am not, I do not strictly the read the version. King James version. They told me since I have an NIV Bible and I read it that when Jesus speaks, I don't even know his name. I'm not even saved. Which is, if anybody, I'm not, we're not going to go over the topic because I can't stand it, but if anybody wants to, I recommend James White on that topic. Yeah. Um, Dr. White is, he's probably the best. But to draw a line in the sand that you must read this type of Bible or that's it. Your salvation is gone. Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) So the, the book is The King James Only Controversy. Um, and right now he is on blast by some of these fundamental Baptists. Oh yeah, Stephen Anderson and yeah. yeah. But it's Stephen Anderson, it's yeah. so awkward because I get where they want to say, hey, the word of God is true, and some of the translations, like the message, I mean, it's it's all paraphrase. And yeah. It, and you yeah. Really lose the mess, the the point, or like the New World Translation, which is a mistranslation from the Jehovah's Witness. Right. I mean, yeah. so yeah, yeah, you want to stick to something. Correct, but like you mentioned, James White brings up simple points of like you you re- like you'll make the argument. Well, we've had that for so many hundreds of years, four hundred years, um, but you realize that's what the Roman Catholics do with the Latin Bible. They had yeah. it for eleven hundred years. Right. So yeah. why is that suddenly wrong? Right. You know, you, we miss this idea of what is the Word of God. You know, is your translation gonna be perfect? Uh, Okay, we recognize there's footnotes, and even in the King James, there's footnotes. Well, it could also be this. You know, the, we try and go back to the original texts. We recognize that the Old Testament was Hebrew and a little bit of Aramaic in, in Daniel. Right. There. You know, you've got mostly Greek in the New Testament. There, there's, right. Yeah, and do we have the actual originals? No, if we could find no. it, that would be awesome. Yeah. But yeah. we have consistency. Mm-hmm. Sure. We can see that. Hey, our translations, even today, some of the newer ones, like the ESV, the NASV, all these different ones, those have a purpose, but they're trying to go back to the original. Right. Um, and if you're drawing a hard line over the King James, King yeah, James, you've, because you've you got grew up with it and multiple problems that run so into blind. that. And yeah. If you if you're literally saying that, oh, you don't read the King James, you're you're going to hell. What do you say to the other millions of Christians around the world? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the the Chinese Christians in that pastor who just he's not exactly reading the King they're James. not reading from the King like, James yeah like, what, what do you do they, with that uh, yeah it, exactly that's and, and that's the problem that's again that's a great point because you have the KJVs so stay I would stay away from this <laughs> uh, not only that but I think the other thought that follows under that umbrella is the Torah observance mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. which 
that you must follow We're all not, Torah law. Yes. Now, there's the other side of that, which is replacement theology, which the church has replaced Israel, which is completely, that's, I, I think that's a heresy. I'm not going to. But really, any list you I'll can go through, deal with that's that, the line that they are drawing that you can't. What? Right. The line is Jesus. Yeah. Like that's exactly. anything. If so, if anybody's going out of that line, then yes, that's that's an issue. Don't hang out with them. But that's the line. The, this other. This stuff. new apostle. This I can't say the word apostolistic. Apostolistic. Apost I can never say it. Reformation. Yeah. That's really popular in mm. these home churches now too, because they're training out disciples and this faith, like the Todd White, like faith movement. You know, like let me. Lay hands and heal on you, or lay like heal you, like that's craziness. Extending your leg. Yeah, like <laughs> they, yeah. So. But it's it's balance. It's it always goes back to foundation. What does the word of God say? And are you being consistent? Because again, if you've never gone out and actually tried to defend your faith against different cults or even atheistic, you know, worldviews, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you, all you can do is throw out five verses. You're basically not doing justice to what God's word says. The, the greatest way to defend your faith is to actually go to a section of scripture and teach through that scripture and then say, let's check our views. Sure. Does, does it hold when you apply it? Um, because that, and then does it harmonize with the rest of Scripture? Right. Can I say, well, I, I recognize this section teaches this? Uh, I mean, honestly, one of the greatest defenses of Christ and his deity is look at um, Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 11. The whole entirety. Okay, just you were just reading Philippians. Reading. It literally was and just I think, well, you guys, I thought we mentioned it yeah. on your recent reading. Yeah. I mean, that's, when you take it in its entire context and then realize the whole passage is teaching on humility mm -hmm. yeah. in verses 3 and 4. And what does humility look like? Well, look to Christ. Mm -hmm. He had this mindset. Mm -hmm. We should have that mindset. What was his mindset? Equality with God in the form of God. And he laid that aside. He emptied himself. He did the emptying. You know, you, you see just this amazing view. But again, I, I actually had a Jehovah's Witness throw, I think Philippians 2, 8, where it says, well, God raised him. That it might be seven, verse eight, nine, around that area, but because he said, "Well, look, God is separate from Jesus," and I just, I, I about, you know, slapped myself <laughs> yeah, forehead. Like, like, have, have you read this section? <laughs> no, no, clearly he has. Yeah. And then, and then the idea of every knee will bow. You know, where do you hear that in other parts of Scripture? You find it in Romans chapter fourteen, if I'm not mistaken, and you'll also find it most relevant. In Isaiah 45, verse 24, mm -hmm. where God is speaking and he declares that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess allegiance mm -hmm. to him. And it's like, well, how do you harmonize this? Again, so you can teach through a section and then you can harmonize it with the rest of scripture. And that's how you can check these things. Well, because no other mm -hmm. book, right? We use the example of Hunger Games. You wouldn't just go read a couple paragraphs or a couple chapters out of the second book and be like, well, that's Got the whole it. story. Well, this no. is what it means. You would read when all they said of this. them. Yeah, <laughs> like you would read all of them and put the whole picture together. So why with the Bible are we constantly just focusing on this chapter or this book or this theme, just this one little piece? No, it's one book, Genesis to Revelation. Right. It, it's the whole thing. It, 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 it all works together in one 
perfect picture. You don't just go and grab from this one little piece here. Well, that was our thing like when we talked about the Torah observance. I literally watched this one lady explain because somebody asked, well, what about Paul? And she's like, well, I feel like Paul's kind of contradicting Jesus, so everything Paul says, I just kind of... Yeah. And Don't this is exactly what Peter warned about when Peter said that some people take the things that Paul say and twist them to their own. It's like, no, you, you exactly. have to take the entire book, Genesis to Revelation, and every single Wait, page the in between. The opposite end of that spectrum is the red letter Christians. <laughs> exactly. Which drive me bananas. Which, I'm, you know, I'm glad I haven't seen that as much. Um, I mean, maybe it, I feel I, like it's just, just because looking. we get hit with different things that yeah, so, so with the Torah stuff so often that it's like every well, day. But if our... you think about it, you do see it. It's just not under that. They're not calling themselves that because what True. really it is, is these Christians in quotation marks that are so-called Christians and they'll be like, well, but Jesus said this and Jesus said that, but they're taking it without mm. the context. It's a Lady Gaga Christian. Of the, <laughs> of the um, old, you know, there's Did you the see that? out of that. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, is that? Okay. Yeah, but, we'll um, Yeah, so it's, so it is, the, the uh, I think a lot of people would identify themselves as red letter Christians and it's their intent it sucks because a lot of times the intent is awesome mm -hmm. they just want to love yeah and it's very emotional and it's very you know and so they go well i'm only going to take christ's words in red and even then you have to go okay but did you read all of them yeah because <laughs> he, he was pretty um there's more at the end of the book too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and into that, my response is one of my favorite things to say is, "Oh, you only care about the words of Christ." Okay, it starts with Genesis one one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The one, word one. in, yeah. and it ends in, in Revelation. In Revelation at the very end. Yeah. Those are the words of Christ. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you don't get that out of reading the Bible, you're not reading the right one. Right. And you're reading a different one because. Yeah, you, you come to find out that that is the whole, this all centers on Christ. Well, and, and again, reading scripture, you're going to find these things. You're going to start to, to question some beliefs. That This whole idea, like, I would actually ask, in return, genuinely, those who hold fast to the Torah, why? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. Right. Do you think by your obedience, you will be approved before God? Yeah. You know, it seems that that is what this, it seems like it's a higher level of Christian uh, or follower of Christ, um, which I find awesome, awesome honor in going to and looking at the traditions of our Lord and, and the fact that, yes, he was a Jew. He did very, Jewish very day. much like Jew. You guys observe quite a yeah, bit of the feasts. Exactly. And, and, that's, that's, and that's out of, right, that's out of just. You know, that's just out of pure, you know, this is, that was what he did. Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, that's just cool. You know, that's and nothing. And you see him in And you see so him much. in that. You know, yeah, I mean, in the whole thing of Hanukkah, you know, just the whole story of it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And all of the see biblical happening feasts here, yeah. are about Christ, for Christ, fulfilled by right. Christ, right? So that's why we enjoy celebrating. So that's why it's really, really so. cool. And, and I think we do a terrible disservice when we throw away all of the Hebrew and we and we completely you know this is where are we're very anti-semitic in the church in this way we don't even know it because we that's what I mentioned earlier replacement theology that the church has 
replaced ethnic Israel, which is couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that again, it just comes off of a basic reading of scripture. Um, it, Paul, we just read it in Romans. I mean, he, I mean, he makes it very, very clear. You know, he doesn't say, he says, well, what advantage is there to being Jew? He doesn't say none at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's, there's a lot. So it's, it's, you know, and, and, and obviously the, the, the grafting and the, we just finished that chapter. This That's just yeah. trippy that we're, anyway. Well, and it's, I mean, scripture makes clear, um, Colossians and Romans. Right. state, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. Right. And when you hear like the summation of the law to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, pause. Mm-hmm. Because that is the greatest commandment. Right. Therefore, would you not think by breaking the greatest commandment you would deserve the greatest punishment? Mm-hmm. Technically, yes. And so then you really have to ask, at what point have you fulfilled loving the Lord your God with all your heart, right. soul, mind, and strength? That's... You can't because you, yeah, like, you would have they, never done, exactly. you would have never broke it if I, you did. I, I, and, yeah. and that's why it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible for man, but everything is possible with right. God. So, you can't. so that, that alone should crush you. Right. Your Torah. I, I mean, exactly. <laughs> and that's Torah's the whole point. Yeah. And in Romans chapter two, he says, you who have the law, do you not also rob temples? Do you not also, steal? Right. like, do you not also commit adultery? Um, and by the way, looking at another woman in lust is committing adultery. Absolutely. Because it all starts in the heart. Sure. God looks at the heart. So do you wish to be obedient because you love God? Mm-hmm. Sure. Do you recognize that there are things in the Old Testament that uh, you know still hold relevant today, the moral things mm-hmm. of the law? Absolutely. Sure. Um, but I would actually be offended if somebody said, hey, let's go take a lamb and go slaughter in the temple. I'd be like, no, the lamb. Yeah, it's like, in, yeah, that doesn't, temple. we don't, yeah, that doesn't, like, yeah, that we, in, we could have that conversation in the millennial <laughs> kingdom, but I, no, right. but I mean, so, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree, yeah, with that uh, completely, and, and we see, you know, we see in scripture, obviously, I mean, the apostles where they were still Jews, they still, it's still, you know, obviously, they still went to the temple to pray, they, they went so with a different, a different a view and they went out this different you know yeah exactly a completed view and and the acceptance of the side which is the ultimate but um you know so but they didn't make that um you know we just see over and over again okay that's not necessary as far as you know the 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 holding tight to it and doing it's it's unnecessary and how you don't read that i don't get but they do think that it's a higher i i don't i think they get an extra crown maybe i don't I don't know, well, maybe because, a better house. Well, that's why we're told that the law was there until the time of its accomplishment, you know, right. and then you see Christ come and he's fulfilling all of these things, the law, the feast, the every little piece, he is doing all of that. Right. So it's not that it's like, oh, it's just irrelevant, do whatever you want to do now. No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and there's still a lot of very Jew things that have to happen. Oh, yes. So they're like, that are, that are very specific. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. But to, to, to throw it away, but to, to say that the Torah observance thing is ridiculous, so stay away from that. So um, I think we might have kind of trailed off a little bit here at the end, but um, 
I think this was yeah. I mean, was good. right? I Pretty so. good. What to look for in doctrine, especially home churches, YouTube stuff, right? Because that's where the crazies usually are. But just regular church and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. too. Just life. Again, I think everything ends with you yourself need to be in the Word of God every single day, being fed, and then that will be the foundation in which you weigh all of these things with. But don't let anybody, um, yeah, don't let anybody condemn you. I think anybody, any channel or any teacher or anything coming at, okay, I say this the right way, but like condemning you in, in that way of these things like Torah observance or, or different things like that because you should stay far away from anything. KJV, Torah observance, yeah. you stay far away from that kind of stuff. Um, anybody that's telling you, you that, don't know God that you, you don't know God, yes, that's... You don't that's know God I mean if that. you don't know Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the, that's exactly. the only hard circle, any other thing. You know, like, you wore jeans, so you're bad. I mean, that doesn't hold up in God's court. Well, thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah again. hopefully that helps. <laughs>